In this episode, we talk about the importance of rest and sleep, fighting through a lack of motivation, especially while cutting, and learning to smile in the face of failure. That's the first half of the episode, and in the second half, we talk about our main topic, which is staying dedicated to your diet through the holidays. Let's get into the episode. Thanks for checking us out. Welcome to episode three of the Legion Lifestyle, brought to you by Legionnaire Athletics. I hope that's up and running. Um, Cutting in here quick, this is Future Dean. The social media is, in fact, up and live. Go check us out on Facebook and Instagram at uh, Legionnaire Athletics. That is L-E-G-I-O-N-N-A-I-R-E Athletics. Uh, we'll be posting updates on clothing when that comes out very soon, I hope, as well as podcast releases and any information and random inspirational stuff. We'll see what happens with it. Back to you, other Dean. We we do record ahead of time, so hopefully we have social media and everything up by then. So this should be three weeks out from now. Um, we'll see what happens. If not, disregard everything I just said. Um, coming soon. Coming soon to a <laughs> podcast near you. I'm your host, Dean. Joining me today, as always, Randy and Megan. Hello. Howdy doody. How was your guys' day, week? It's gross outside. I love it. Really? Yeah, it's dark and rainy. It's just perfect for a nice nap. I was going to say, it makes me want to take a nap. So all day at work, I just wanted to go take a nap. <laughs> That's her every day, though. So don't like let her I did. try I and like, lie to you. All day yesterday. I didn't feel great. So I pretty much spent the day on the couch. I didn't go to the gym yesterday. Like, that's how much I didn't feel good. Ooh. Yeah. I want to, uh, so I think I figured out, or something, that how big do you think guys' calves would be if we wore high heels? <clears throat> no, for real. Hear me out. Okay. Have you ever seen, like, like women that wear high heels all the time have really nice calves? Because mm-hmm. I was at Pontero, I was getting food, and this girl in front of me, you know, had was wearing high heels, and her calves were just, like, I was just staring at her calves. I'm like, God damn. Like, I wish my calves would look like that. It also accentuates because you're literally standing on your tippy toes. But still, that flexion all day long, walking yeah. on it and putting strain on it, like that's going to build up some good calves. I mean, probably. The I ankle strength, though. I know. I don't wear high heels because That's why your calves are short. shit. He's short. <laughs> Fair enough. That's not anything I actually want to talk about. That was a random thought that popped in my head. So. Um, one thing today is because today's Friday, which Fridays I usually um, I wake up. And then I go back to sleep after I eat something. Um, so the importance of rest is something that I took for granted throughout my entire life up until recently. Ditto. And especially just kind of like listening to my body. And if I was tired, I'd go, I'd just keep pushing it, keep pushing it. And eventually that'd lead to some pretty hardcore burnout. And it would stop me and, and keep me from doing what I needed to do in the gym with my nutrition and everything. And I'd fall off the wagon and just say, fuck this. And I'd be, you know. A week or two before I actually got everything back together because I just needed to, you know, get everything recuperated. So, like, on days like today where it's nice and it's rainy, like, I took, I'm not not even ashamed anymore to take, a, like, a four-hour nap. I, you know, used to wake up angry and pissed off. Even if it's only, like, 30 minutes because I just feel like I wasted so much of the day. But anymore, like, I see how beneficial it is just, like, within my lifts and everything. And especially since I'm in a cutting phase right now. Just listening to my body and kind of resting when it when it wants rest. And you know, if I wake up and my body's like, "Hey, you know, if I'm you know, it's a weekend." Oh, I gotta burp. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to fight it, but it wouldn't go. Um, 
but like if I wake up and I start doing my morning and you know I feel like all right, my body's just dragging, I want some more sleep. Like I'm gonna go get some more sleep, and I'm not gonna feel bad about it because I know how beneficial it is these days. I 110% agree. I feel like sleep is one of those things that kind of gets really underrated. If you're not in that sweet spot, which for most people is somewhere between six and nine hours, me it's probably more like twelve hours. But <laughs> um, yeah, not having an adequate amount of sleep completely destroys so many aspects of your health. You can't focus. Um, it makes you super fatigued. It even affects things like with your diet, nutrition, metabolism, all of that stuff. Like sleep is legitimately so important for every aspect of your health. I mean, I've been on that struggle bus. Yeah, you don't sleep. If there anything was, kills Randy, it will be a lack of sleep. Sleep deprivation. No, when I was like working, because I, oh, how many hours was I pulling? I was working seven days a week, probably 16 hours a day, three hours at the gym, because, I mean, we went to the same gym at one point, you know, people are always coming up to you, stopping you, like mid set, like just people wanted to talk more than work out there. Anyway, no, but I was I was working all those hours and I was still working out and then I would get like two or three hours of sleep and I would keep doing it for seven days a week and I was exhausted. And so my solution was work out more and eat even less. So I got very unhealthy. That sounds like a perfect solution. I don't know what went wrong. Um, You could start to see all the bones in my face and my facial structure. Like no, it, it, that combined with the fact that you weren't eating properly. Randy went from one extreme to the other. If you haven't caught on yet, he was fat Randy and then he was Skeletor Randy. And now he's moderately, you know, in the middle healthy Randy. Yeah. To give an idea, I was like 355 at my heaviest. I'm five foot seven. So me at 150 pounds was a bit of shock. Grown Without Megan, I think you'd be dead by now. 100%. We could only hope. <laughs> <laughs> same me too i mean i see it now um if you watch Derek from more plates more dates he was he went over there was a bodybuilder um a few months back that had passed away because like his diet was extremely strict and his workouts were but he was only getting like three or four hours of sleep a day and like he kept going at it and going at it and then the guy passed away and i 100 percent believe like the sleep deprivation had a huge impact and I think that is why we see a lot of bodybuilders, like especially the pro athletes. And obviously, I don't know everything that they do and everything, but you know, steroid use aside, like I don't think that has anything to do with the fact that you know, just that drive and that mentality to do what needs to be done can be extremely detrimental. Like you, you do need to rest. Like you know, you have to push and you have to eat right to. Um, I have to sneeze again. <laughs> you sneeze. But yeah, pretty much these people are taking it to the opposite extreme where, you know, you're pushing your body so incredibly hard that if you don't give yourself that same amount of recovery time, like eventually it's going to give out your heart, your lungs, your brain, your muscles, something is going to bust and it's not going to end well for you. Yeah. And that's like something that I'm learning because I have upped the intensity and the volume and the weight of all my workouts because everything I'm doing, my strength has been shooting up and like I'm, I'm killing it. But at the same time, if I'm not resting correctly, then my workouts just, they, they shit the bed and I'm not able to do everything that I really need to. I don't know why I just like that expression. What? <laughs> shit the bed. Oh. <laughs> it's making me laugh. I would like to know where that actually originated, but no, that, same. that's a fun expression. I've um, definitely started sleeping a lot more. And so I've seen 
Um, I do a lot better at the gym. I just feel like I'm stronger during my workouts. It definitely is a lot better. Also, I just feel rested more often. But now that I start sleeping more, I just want more sleep. So I don't think I could ever go back to the four, three, four hours after like a 16 hour shift, you know, also doing like three hour long workouts, which was stupid excessive. It was just a combination of me spending way too much time overworking uh, my muscles and then being stopped by everybody at the gym to try and talk to me because everybody thought I was a friend. Yeah, yeah, that can definitely make a struggle. Um, another thing that I was kind of struggling with today, especially, is because, um, as you guys know, but as the listeners may or may not know, I've probably mentioned it, I don't know. Um, I'm in a deficit right now, I'm cutting, and I have been for a while, you know. Um, this week, I lowered my calories a little bit extra, um, kind of unintentionally, just some life stuff happened, and I missed a couple meals, but so I just kind of rolled with it, but fighting through that kind of mental fog, especially to get your workouts in and eat or do what you need to do. Because today, especially, I was not motivated. I had zero motivation, which you can't always rely on motivation to get get your shit done. It only lasts for so long. Yeah. And so sometimes you just need to build that discipline before you really hop into a cut or a big diet or anything to, you know, be able to get your workouts done. Because especially once you do a cut or a big cut, you know, where you're three or 400 calories under your maintenance and you're working out heavy and you're, you know, doing your normal routine, you can't always rely, you know, just to, on your motivation and be ready and excited. Like sometimes like today for me, I was like, I, I ain't feeling it, but you know, I have a mission, I have a thing I need to do. And so some of my advice for every, anyone that's looking to get into a cut, especially if you're new and just starting out is get into the gym and have your routine down at your normal calories, even being a surplus and kind of build the muscle and just get used to being in the gym at a specific time and doing your routine and getting your things done before you start that cut. And I think that is extremely important because once you have that discipline and kind of that routine down, it's so much easier to, you know, it's all right, it's 3.30, it's time to go to the gym. I don't feel like it, but this is what I do at this time on this day. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, if you kind of start focusing a little bit more on the gym side, you know, get your body moving and stuff like that, get through some of the first sore phases, um, and you actually do manage to attain a little bit of extra muscle, as we all know, as you gain more muscle, your body burns more fat naturally. So you're actually increasing the amount that you can eat. So when you do go into a cut, you're burning more calories, essentially. So it's, it's you know, give and take. I'm a different breed. I can just you're sit just there and push different. through everything and I can, I could cut, I could, I could lower my calories a lot and I would push through just because I refuse to be beaten by a workout routine. But that's like we've talked, you know, we've, you know, like we said, I think episode one, you know, you've built that discipline to be able to do that. I don't even know if it's discipline. I just think Randy's kind of a freak. Well, he's He's like like the 1%. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like he's too much of a stubborn asshole. No offense. I love you. Um, Too much of a stubborn asshole to like. <laughs> to to yeah to be beaten to be beaten by himself to be beaten by a, a meal a workout anything everything is a competition to him all the time he is not the norm <laughs> it's a competition with myself though but if yeah. she were to be like i'm gonna put you on a thousand calorie a day diet and you're gonna do this like crazy workout like for one month done yeah i'm not gonna fail so if I ever want to murder Randy, <laughs> now I know how. But that's all, you know, that's also something that 
again, you know, 90% of the population, they don't have that yeah. kind of dedication and, and just discipline. Well, just clarification. Please don't do that. That's no. that's unhealthy. No. That's bad. You'll get sick. <laughs> <laughs> do things, you know, it, it, yeah, it's good to do everything healthily, but, yeah. you know. You may get sick, but when you come out on the other end, you will be a champion. Shut up. I mean, he's not 100% wrong. Both of you, stop it. We are not condoning this behavior. (laughs) Hey, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. You have to be the worst version of you before you can be the best version of you. (laughs) I give up. I give up. But no, just build your routines and get in the gym and get that habits down before you really dive and cut your calories because that's going to, you know, the brain fog especially – which also I wanted to kind of give a little disclaimer. If I struggle with words sometimes or I get really quiet, it's just because my brain hurts. <laughs> yeah, because when you cut, you know, your um, your brain function, it does slow down. Same with your body function. And so it does make thinking and everything a little harder. So, it's, you know, your brain's going to be screaming, oh, we don't have our, you know, our tank's running on empty today. Stay home and sleep. Get on the couch. But if you have that kind of routine and habit already set up, your brain's be like, well, we need to be doing this now. We're going to be low. So let's get through this and then we can go, you know, rest. Yep. I've, I've struggled more with trying to find a, um, like I could do that extreme stuff, but trying to find like the healthier balance of like a little bit of a surplus versus a little bit of a deficit and then staying on track with stuff. That's harder for me. Like when you're trying to make like certain gains or trying to lose cert- a certain amount of weight, when you're just trying to play with the numbers just a little bit, that's harder for me to do than to do the extreme of one side or the other. Yeah, It can be. I'm nowhere near my maintenance phase yet, but everything that I've, I've read and people that are in it or have achieved the maintenance phase, you included, say that it's, it's actually almost more difficult, if not equally as difficult, to find that sweet spot after you're done, you know, quote unquote, dieting. In my maintenance phase, we're talking about like once you get done with like a like a cut or you're done losing weight and you get to a healthy place where you want to be or you achieve your goal weight or body fat percentage, you know, taking like three to five weeks of being at your maintenance calories. So, you know, if, if you burn throughout your entire day, you burn 3,000 calories, you're eating 3,000 calories. So you're not in a surplus or a deficit. You're not trying to gain weight. You're not trying to lose weight. You're just trying to stay right where you're at. I mean, I, I 100% struggle with that just because my, I think our goal that we set up for me was supposed to be about 3,000 calories a day. I almost never hit that. It is extremely hard for me to eat 3,000 calories in a day. Um, I typically eat when I work like a normal work day, what we have planned out for meal wise, it's typically like sixteen to 1,800 calories, give or take, depending on what we have in the meal total. Um, and I burn... I think probably close to 2,000 calories a day between my workout and what my body naturally burns. So it's it's rough. I'm like barely breaking even on most days. You don't track every single, single, single thing that you eat though. Like you don't track like when you put coffee creamer in your coffee. No, I, I, I mean, I have been doing that. When we did our cut, I was tracking everything and I was still coming up. Excuse me, sorry. I was still coming up short. Like... I mean, sometimes I'm just like, I'm not going to put in my sugar-free coffee creamer and, you know, like, I had a couple chips. Like, sometimes I don't do that. But when we did our cut, I did everything, and I'm still coming up way short. 
It's just a hassle. When you eat clean, you have to eat so much more food. You're telling me. And I'm honestly, not to get political, but like with inflation and everything, like it's expensive to go to the grocery store and buy healthy. It, it can be. But that's one thing where, you know. It is four ninety nine a pound for chicken. Yeah. That yeah. is not cheap. And that's one thing, too, where like, you know, to live this kind of lifestyle, especially, you need to kind of like give and take some things. So if you're going on on the weekends, but you're complaining about the price of food, get your diets in, and you're committed to doing this, like, you know, maybe only go out, go out to the bars every other weekend or something. So get that other 50 bucks for your food for the week. Valid. One thing that I have been infatuated with since all young age is like the old school philosophers, like, you know, the Greek philosophers like uh, Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, uh, Aristotle, more insert here. Um, Plato. <laughs> that's the one. But, you know, there's a lot of extremely good wisdom that can be brought from all them. And, you know, just disclaimer, all these guys believed in, you know, being fit and healthy. And if you ever look back, and I know there's all sorts of books out there that have all their kind of, you know, wisdom and teachings. But if you just look up some quotes, like, there's some really good stuff in there that's going to, you know, just make you more of a wise individual. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you better have a quote. I do. Read one off. I have several. One of my favorites, I guess this isn't... This is more Greek philosophy. If you misquote it, we're cutting it. That's fair. Um, I'm going to butcher everything. But there's one of my favorites, which I post up on my um, my story yesterday, is from the story of Atlas, which, just a quick story on that. If you want to find the story, you can go read it yourself. But just kind of like a uh, shortened version of it is um, Atlas was given the world stone. He was given the earth to carry on his back, and he was told to climb a hill. And you know, the quote that comes from that story is, I ask not for a lighter burden, but for broader shoulders. And that one I absolutely love because as just the society, we all, in individuals, we take on a lot of things, some people more than others. And so you can complain about the load that you're given and crumble underneath of it, or you can ask for broader shoulders in which to carry your burden and it becomes easier. But the one that I wanted to talk about specifically was the story of Icarus, who built his wings out of wax and feather and flew too close to the sun. And, you know, when he got too close to the sun, the wax melted, his wings fell, and he plummeted back towards the sea. And one thing that I wanted to you know talk about with that is there's a second part to that story, which I have here, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because it might take a while. Um, but the other half of that story is, you know, uh, Icarus laughed as he fell. He threw his head back and yelled into the winds, are winds arms oh, spread wide oh god i can't read <laughs> trying to read through a microphone and it's struggling and he bared his teeth to the world there's a bitter triumph and crashing when you should be soaring there's more to that one but that's all i'm gonna read here if you, want, you can go find that for yourself but the thing i like about that is there's a beauty in failing and failure is such an important thing no one wants to fail in anything but you're going to failure is inevitable so if you can learn to just kind of pair your teeth to the world and, you know, enjoy the beauty of the world burning from the middle of the fire, which is also a quote from that story, you know, it, it makes failing a lot easier and it makes it so much easier to look back and learn from if you don't, you know, just sit there and wallow in the failure. Yeah. My biggest critique is when you're in it, I don't think you realize that you're failing during the process through a lot of stuff like that's. Probably my biggest takeaway from my entire journey is where I was very much coming up short with my sleep, with my proper dieting, like not feeding myself enough. 
I didn't actually realize that was an issue for the longest time. Like, I had to have somebody else point that out to me. That was Megan that was, like, bringing that to light. So I think... You're good. What? I was was trying not to sneeze. Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought you were trying to say something. I was like, what? No, but, like, I feel like when people are going through the whole process, they're very much too close, so they're not going to see that they're actually coming up short in a lot of ways. I would say there's a difference between, like, a learning curve and, like, failure. Because think of, like, people who, like, completely fall off the wagon, if you will. Like, oh, well, you know, I screwed up and I ate that bag of chips ahoy, so fuck it. I guess I'm just going to keep going on this way. And then they, like, don't get up and dust themselves off and get back on. It's it's that kind of, like, back and forth that you feel like, oh, well, I made one mistake, so I've completely destroyed this, so now what's the point? Yeah, but that's also kind of a difference between, like, a, like a failure and a mistake. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously, you there's a lot to learn in both if you're, yeah. you know, humble enough and be vulnerable and vulnerable enough with yourself to kind of allow yourself to, I yeah, I, I messed up here's where I messed up, how I messed up, and here's how I can avoid that the next time. Yeah. And so, like, even if it's not with your fitness and your health, say you make some kind of financial deal that falls through, and, you know, yeah, it, it sucks. You might be out a lot of money, but there's a beauty in it because you just learned so much if you allow yourself to realize it. That's scary, though. Money, True. Money's scary. Yeah, I, I would agree. Calories are far less scary. I don't know. They scare me, too. <laughs> I only say that it's scary because I've seen Megan's recent credit card statement. Oh my god, it's not that bad at all. <laughs> I have no interest on it right now, so yeah, whatever. It's fine. But anyways, that's kind of the beginning of my rambling. Um, good or one. the end, I should say. We did. We already started. Yeah. But uh, so I'll kind of open the floor up to Megan. She's gonna kind of take the lead as our resident nutritional 100% expert. Who knows everything and is 100% right and will never say anything wrong to mislead anybody ever. So go ahead and lead us into that brick wall, baby. I'm going to kind of pass a torch off to her and let her host the rest of this episode. We're about to Dale Earnhardt this up. (laughs) R.I.P. Dale Earnhardt. As we very well know, not an expert. Sponsor the podcast. (laughs) More of a uh, passion than anything. We've been wrong many a times because, you know, that's why I was obese for a while. Because <laughs> clearly I was wrong quite a bit. Just to clarify, based on BMI, I think she still qualifies as obese. I am overweight. Fuck you. <laughs> and BMI is bullshit. So from my last story, we are learning from our failures, which makes you an expert now. All right. Lead us, lead us into the abyss. Okay. So basically talking about nutrition in this uh segment, if you will, I wanted to touch base on the upcoming holidays and navigating um, nutrition, food, dieting, maintenance, what you will, um, while traveling through the holidays. Um, It can be really, really tricky. Uh, There's a lot of things set up in there for uh, those failures, but basically... um, yeah, I don't know. I just had a couple questions, and we'll see see what these two have to say, and I'll chime in and all that good stuff. Um, we'll never mislead you. Listen yeah. to us one hundred percent. Yeah, don't do it. That's a lot. Well, let's just let's just open it up, basically. So, 
I'll start with you, Dean. So what would you think or in your experiences is like the biggest factor when it comes into, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, you know, how how do you stay vigilant? Well, the thing with that and is, you know, there's good things in the novelty. So I would never recommend anyone be like, don't eat the food. Like, you know, go have a slice of pie. Don't have half a pie. Have a slice of pie. Everything is okay in moderation. And if you blow over for a holiday, I mean, unless you're prepping for a bodybuilding show, then you you need to stay um, on your shit no matter what. <laughs> like, bring your meals to Thanksgiving if you're at that yeah. level. But just for the average gym goer, like, when it comes up to Thanksgiving and all that, you know, I don't have a huge family or anything like that. But, like, the when I go see my family on Thanksgiving, like, yeah, I'm going to have a small slice of pie. I'm going to have – I'm 100% going to blow over my macros and everything for that day. And that's what that's okay. That is 100% okay, and you should not feel guilty about it. Again, you shouldn't go and stuff your face until you're full and then wait a couple hours and top it off again. You know, eat the same size meal you would around that time, maybe a little bit extra, add in some fun foods, because mm-hmm. it's a holiday. This is a novelty, and it's okay. Yep. I 110% agree with that. Um, I think what you mentioned on with moderation is super, super big. A big mistake that a lot of people will make is that they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to go to my parents for dinner and I'm going to have so much food. So I'm not going to eat for, you know, the whole day until we get to Thanksgiving meal and then it'll be okay because, you know, once I get there, I can eat what I want. The backfire in that is that one, by not eating all day, you're messing with your blood sugar. So it's probably going to crash quite a bit. You're gonna, you might even be a little cranky for Thanksgiving or Christmas. But then once you get there and you're so ravagingly hungry, you're more likely to enter into almost like a binging type phase where you're like, yes, I'm so hungry. I'm going to eat way more than I normally would. Um, just kind of sticking to like regular meal proportions. Like, yes, there is a lot more food because, you know, you got to have the the turkey and the ham and the deviled eggs and the stuffing and don't forget the potatoes and, and both mashed and sweet, you know, maybe, maybe a little, we're in Iowa here. So what is that stuff? It's like corn pudding or something uh-huh, they call corn it. Pudding. Like cornbread type stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like, it, it's, it's, it's a, carbs. It's a bowl of yeah, dense heavy carbs kind of like a casserole it sounds horrible oh my god it's It's so good i'm not an iowa native just so everybody's clear (laughs) this is not my i I am 100 percent born and raised but anyway so you're gonna want to you know taste a little bit of everything so um just make sure that you're not so ravagingly hungry when you get there that you're just gonna completely blow everything out of the water i honestly recommend having a light snack a light, healthy snack before you go into any kind of party, gathering, anything like that, just to kind of help you tighten things in, maintain your goals, things like that. You're not so crazy hungry that you're just going to blow it out of the water. I think the simple thing is portion control. Just Yeah, I think that's overall yeah. just kind of what we're yeah. hitting. Moderation, like enjoy yourself because, yeah, that's part of the holidays. That's part of it. But just making sure that you're... Yeah, you're just not going too crazy. Yeah. And especially you're not going too ham. <laughs> <laughs> nice Thanksgiving joke. Um, but that's one thing, especially with uh, anyone out there who's got multiple families or couples like you guys. I don't know, Randy, you don't have a whole lot of family to go to. They all did. Yeah. I don't want to say it, but you said it, so it's okay now. But 
like I only really have one, two family gatherings to go to, which I usually only ever pick one if I even go at all. Because yeah. I'm, I don't. For me personally, it's hard when things are out of my day to day routines. I just get cranky. I do not like things. Like I almost hate holidays because when they come up, like it's like, hey, you have to plan around this thing now. I'm like, I don't want to. I want to yeah. go do my normal thing. But for anyone out there who's got multiple families, you know, two, three, four, you know, families to go to to celebrate. You know, it's, when it comes to portion control, everything in moderation, it gets even more important. And then, you know, if you stuff your face till you're full at the first place and go to the second and do the same, like, you know, when you blow way over all of your macros, that's hard to come back from because there's a lot more going inside your body than just than your full. You know, there's depending on what they cook the food with and everything and what kind of um, ingredients and chemicals, especially that are in there. That's a lot of a lot of stuff for your body to process. Mm-hmm. So. You know, have a small meal here, small meal there, small meal there. If you have one to go to, you know, have some small meals throughout the day instead of your normal meals. But, you know, still eat throughout the day, you know, to keep yourself. You don't want to go catabolic. Yeah. Which catabolic is when you start, you know, breaking down your muscle tissue to feed yourself. Because if you, like, unless you're doing the, you know, intermittent fasting kind of diets already, you know, if you just like, well, okay, well, it's Thanksgiving. That's at six. So I'm not going to eat all day. Like, it's just not a good place to be. Nope. Not also, I think if you're going to multiple family, you know, dinners, lunches, whatever, throughout the day, it's quite all right if you've already eaten and then you go to another one two hours later and you're not hungry. You don't have to eat. You can still go visit. Like, I'm also different. I'm If I'm not hungry, I'm not going to eat. Like, if I just ate, I'll still go see different families and have a good time, but, like, I'm not hungry. Yeah. Yeah, giving in to peer pressure from your family is a lot harder to do than your friends. But, you know, it's okay to tell your family, like, no, like, strictly, like, please stop asking me. No. I always struggle with that because she's a pushover. I am a pushover. But also, my grandparents, my late grandfather, um, I swear he would tell us that he loved us with food. (laughs) Like, and $50 bills. Um, no, it was always anytime we went to his house, anytime we went out to eat, holidays especially. I mean, he is literally shoving food at you. You can tell him no, but then the food shows up in front of you. And he's like, no, no, definitely you have to eat this. Like, it's so good. And like the first just... time we went to, there was a dessert place that he wanted to take us to. And he's like, oh, you both are going to get a large milkshake. And we're oh, like, yeah. um, we I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want a milkshake. Like, that's that's not my diet plan. I don't want a milkshake. He's like, yeah, you're both going to get one. And so we managed to work him down to me and her sharing one. And then we barely ate any of it. And then we left it at their house after we went. Just because I was like, I don't I don't know what to do with all this. Like, that's it's a lot. And that's one thing, too, where, you know, again, saying no, especially when it comes to grandparents, that they love you very much. And, and all that is, you know, they're adults at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you need to break out of that role of like, okay, like we're adults now having an adult right. conversation. Like, look, I, I really appreciate you and I love you, but I need to stay committed to my thing. Like mm-hmm. I, this is, it's too much. I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm full. I don't need more. And I really appreciate and respect it if you could stop. Yeah. And that's, that's where I come in. Cause Megan's a bit weak in that department. Yeah. yeah. And, if, and you know, but at the same time, if they don't respect that, then what kind of family are they? That's valid. Typical Definitely. family heard that <laughs> but it, kind of like along those same um premises is again with holidays and all of this we're talking about food a lot of snacking 
comes up because not only do we have the big celebrations of, you know, uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Thanksgiving, all that fun stuff. Um, but there's so many little in-betweens as well because, oh, we're going to a Christmas party and an ugly sweater party and, you know, oh, work is having a party and, oh, we're doing a cookie exchange. You know, there's so many different things that come around with this time of year. So I just, on that same premise, snack wisely, not every single party and every single gathering that you go to, you need to just be excessive. Uh, pick a couple of your favorites. For example, my grandmother's cookies are the greatest on the planet. I will fight anybody about it. I am a cookie snob because of it. And yes, I will enjoy cookies on Christmas and I'll probably take some home with me, but I'm not going to go home and sit down and eat half of a dozen cookies because yeah. I'm going to try really hard not to. Um, I was going to say, I've seen it happen. That's like with That's me, true. like not my... My grandmother, she like, she always makes you know three to five pies, and I am a slut for pie. <laughs> I love pies, so if anyone wants to send me pie, I'd be okay with it, probably. <laughs> but like, that's one of my things, especially. I like the you know picking your favorites. Yeah. I, I like that you said that because like for me, my my two favorite pies in the world: strawberry rhubarb and pecan pie. Mm. And so it's like, okay, those two pies are there. And there's also, you know, these other three other really good pies that I, you know, I really like them. Well, okay, I'm going to have a small slice of my two favorites mm -hmm. and I'm not going to have any of the rest. Right. Or, you know, if, if you have to try all of them, you know, yeah. portion size is very critical. Mm -hmm. So, you know, instead of eating half of each pie and just, you know, spiking your blood sugar up and, and going diabetic on it you know, have a really small piece of everything or split it with somebody or, That's or something a good like that. Honestly, I love Randy for that because he, I maybe don't want to split a piece of pie or a cookie, but he'll never eat a whole one. So he always comes to me like, hey, you want to share a piece? And I'm like, yeah, that's probably the better decision. I 100% go into every food situation that's a snack with the idea that I'm only going to eat a small portion of it. So we can either share a piece or I'm only going to eat partial piece, a partial piece of it and then throw the rest of it away. I can't stand wasting food. So I just go with sharing. I feel that. So that's one of my like things too. Like if I were to throw away one of my grandma's cookies, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I would have to divorce him. I've done it. Ooh. He tried. I think I picked it out of the trash. Oh, <laughs> but no, like I, that's me too. Like I absolutely hate wasting food, especially in today's economy where you know it is getting expensive. I don't like wasting food either. So that's one of those places too where I'm like, okay, well, if I'm not gonna get a whole thing, I'm just not gonna have it at all. For me, it's not wasting like when we get snacks because I know I won't eat all of it. Like yeah, I'm not cool. gonna take snack food home. Like if you want to send me home with like a plate of turkey and ham and stuff like that, I can definitely fit that into my my diet. But, like, I'm not going to take pie home. Don't send me home with pie. And, like, yeah. I like pie, too. My grandmother makes hers from scratch. Mm. Crust, everything. Like, it is phenomenal. But I, she's given us a whole one. And, honestly, Megan ate probably 90% of it because I couldn't bring myself to just sit there and snack on pie. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, you got, like I'll take some meat or something like that home or any, like, carby food, like potatoes or something so I don't have to cook it later myself. Yeah. But, like, um, you know... Uh, when it comes to, like sending me home with desserts, like I always tell people, like like no, I won't eat it because you know throughout the week, especially my Monday through Thursday, I am strict, strict. So by the time I get around to the weekend, we're like, 
I'll allow myself to like splurge a little bit. Like it's already not worth eating anymore. Different side question. I before I got to like being really low weight when I would eat stuff like that, my grandmother made me a homemade pumpkin pie, and I'm curious how everybody else feels about this. I wasn't sharing it with anybody, so I literally started from one end of the pie and went across to the other end of the pie. And I got called a monster for eating a pie like that. Wait, are you talking like... You I did? just ate from one side and then went all the way across the other. I didn't cut up slices. I just started eating out oh. of it. And people called me a monster. Now, would you do that or would you like I, slice by slice? So, that, that kind of depends. Like, if I'm just going to like... If I'm committed, like, I have this pie, I'm going to sit down and I'm eating this whole pie, I'd probably do the same thing. I'd start picking from... I'd honestly yeah. start like middle and work my way to the outside or something like that. But like, if I'm like... Okay, I have this pie. I'm going to have a slice here, slice here. I'm going to have a little bit here, a little bit there. Like yeah. Then I do slices. I was just like, when I get hungry, I'm going to go snack on it. So like I mean, it was it, there. Yeah, if it was just me eating that pie and nobody else, yeah, I would probably just, just go in and take a couple bites when I was ready. Yeah. Stop judging people for how they eat food, okay? Okay, but this is also the man that he is literally the person who will cut the center out of a cake. Okay, like so the there's a story. Place. There's a story. At my job, I'm a youth counselor. This we make cakes for kids for their birthday. They get a cake, store-bought, just something basic. Because sometimes their families don't come visit them, so we want them to have a cake. Well, the, a kid decided, a client decided to try and tell me one day that I can't have any of his cake. And I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, you realize that our job provided this. Like, This is something we provided. Staff are allowed to have a piece if we want to. And I was like, I don't even want a piece, but we're allowed to if we want to. This isn't just for you to eat the entire thing. He's like, it's my cake. You can't have none. I was like, if you try and tell me I can't have a piece of this one more time, I was like, I'm going to take a slice out of this cake before you even get to it. I was like, I do not care if it's your birthday tomorrow. He was like, you can't have any of it. So the next day. I don't care if it's your birthday. Yeah. The next day, because he told me I couldn't have any of it again, uh, there was a slice in the shape of a diamond missing right out of the center of the cake. That's what's up. And he started crying. and, And he was like, and he, he told the other staff that he's like, well, Randy did it. And they're like, Randy, did you really do it? I was like, 100%. I was like, he challenged me. And I was not going to back down. I was like, I was, I'm allowed to have a slice. And I wanted my slice to be in the shape of a diamond right out of the middle. So that was my slice. Remember earlier when we said Randy was a stubborn asshole? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I didn't even want a piece of that cake. But I ate it because... It was spite cake. Great. It was spiteful cake. <laughs> Nothing tastes better than spite. On the side of my cake. <laughs> Don't I, eat out of spite, everybody. Yeah, I mean, unless it's a spite a child, then I guess it's. Fine. And it was like such <laughs> the most basic, not even good. Like it was stuff from like a, Walmart, like a Betty Crocker. Yeah, like, from Walmart. Like and like the kids made it. Like that's how bad it was, and I ate it just because I was going to be that person. Because you said oh. I couldn't. I feel like this is a really good segue into. Um... <laughs> I don't want to know the next question. <laughs> and to don't punish yourself if you do open punish others or yeah exactly yeah, punish, punish others, others out of spite <laughs> no so you know if once we get through the holidays and you're like well i tried and hey look i failed i ate way too much i ate too many cookies too much pie too much ham i don't know whatever uh don't beat yourself up about it just like you said, dust yourself off, get back on the horse, jump back in the wagon. Whatever. Go into a really deep deficit. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, cut hard, drop down a thousand no. and a half calories. No, 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 no. don't do that. No. But no. no, that kind of you know, do a deficit, but like yeah. 
keep well, it moderate. Just like I mean, be, be a little more to I would, where you were before. Whatever just, you were doing before is just fine and dandy. If you fall off the well, fall off the horse, top right back in the saddle, just keep going. You know, it's the best yeah, thing. Yeah, like there's you know, no kinda... reason to be like, oh my gosh, I ate two slices of pie. I need to go run on the treadmill for four hours. Like yeah. that doesn't make anybody happy. You know, like. The holidays, especially stuff like that, you know, like unless you're like already planning it into your program and everything mm-hmm. to like up it a little bit, you know, afterwards. But like, don't do it as a punishment because of the small failure that you had and, you know, you lost your lack of control. You ate a little too much because that kind of brings back to that story of Icarus, you know, learn to smile in the face of failure. You know, it's like, OK, yep, I had too much. That's fine. It's been the past. Getting back on it tomorrow. That way, you know. Side note, I, I think Icarus died when he fell, though. Oh, that was, yeah. That was, that was, I, I'm pretty sure 100%, but we all die eventually. It does happen. Um, lastly, the kind of thing I wanted to touch on here was, I know for me personally, no matter how strong my willpower is, no matter how strong my determination, discipline, anything like that, especially with these times coming around, a big thing that is common this time of year is the consumption of alcohol. Drink them if you got them. <laughs> I'm not a big drinker. I know, Randy, you're not a big drinker. I don't know. Do you, I, do you, I haven't I mean, not drank really, in I know you seven have it months, long. give or yeah. take. But, so, you know, I, I used to drink a lot. And so yeah. alcohol is mostly carbs, really, most of the time. Yeah. Unless you're drinking hard liquors, good for you. <laughs> I mean, one, it's Maybe. a lot of empty calories is what yeah. it is. There's zero nutrition from, from alcohol. Um, although it does make you feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Um, but the big thing, even more than like the calorie consumption that comes from a lot of drinks is where it lowers your inhibitions. It takes your eye off the prize. You know, it makes it feel like it's okay to sit down and eat an entire pumpkin pie because you've had, you know, six glasses of, I don't know, what do people drink? Eggnog. There you go. That's not alcohol. Well, there's alcoholic well, there, eggnog. But I, I mean, if you, if you do it right. I'd like to just throw it. out that eggnog is disgusting and you cannot change my mind. I love eggnog. You're wrong. It's delicious. It's even better if you put booze in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a craft beer type person. I yeah. like drinking a lot of different stuff. I don't know. My dedication is strong, but I, I like beer. I mean, I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying be aware that when you do drink, I like to say that when I drink a lot um, and I'm trying to be really good about eating, it gives me a case of the fuckets. Yeah. And Is that like cheeses? <laughs> better. Extra toasty? <laughs> That's my favorite. Um, no, shirt. but you do. You get there and you're like, oh, I've had a couple of drinks. And then you're like, fuck it. I work out all the time so I can eat that third plate or, you know. That's how we ended up with those mac and cheese brisket nachos. Oh, so good. But no, I think honestly the answer to all of the questions surrounding the holiday diet is everything is okay in moderation. So, you know, that's fine if, you know, if you want to go and get absolutely shit-faced on the holidays with your family, like, that's fine. Like, just don't eat potatoes. Just and don't carbs. Try. Yeah. And, but, like, you know, same with, like, your day-to-day basis. Like, when you're trying to eat healthy, like, choose what you're drinking wisely. So, instead of drinking heavy, super yeasty, carby beer, maybe switch to some seltzers and deal with the ridicule you're probably going to get from the men of the family. You but, said yeasty. Yeasty. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but, hey, I didn't say the joke, but I am a child. 
Yeah. But no, like pick your alcohols, you know, like one of the reasons I, I'm a whiskey guy. Like when I was drinking, like I usually drink Jameson on the rocks because whiskey is, you know, fairly low calorie. Hey, don't you judge me. <laughs> I cringe just <laughs> thinking about that. Ooh. I like Irish whiskeys. Okay. But, you know, so um, like a vodka water or with some lemon in it, like that's pretty good or. I do. I know there's some like flavored vodkas that are pretty good. Like a, there's like a cucumber vodka. Yeah, it actually, makes like a tonic water. It? Yeah, tonic and cucumber yeah. and vodka is actually, it's actually not pretty bad. damn good. It's and really it's refreshing. Low carb. Yeah, super low carb. Which I don't demonize carbs, by the way. I love carbs. No, carbs uh, are very important. I've never had that that vodka. Yeah, I, I've had it a couple times. It's I'm kind of a gray goose fan. Don't expect it to be at all sweet. It's not. It's no, just no, very no. much like. Water it's refreshing. Vodka, yeah. yeah, it tastes like water. Cucumber, cu- water. cucumber and water. I'm a little snobby about my vodka. It's got to be Grey Goose. It's <laughs> definitely smoother than any other vodka. Yeah. We also, good. here in Iowa, have a thing called Hawkeye Vodka. If you yes. ever come through the state, uh, don't be a cheap ass and buy that. You will 100% regret it. Do you know there's a, a Hawkeye whiskey? Yeah, it's hangover. Are you cheap enough to buy that? No. Okay. Depending on my mood. That was what my dad drank was Hawkeye Vodka. Um, moving on. <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah. But no, everything in moderation is 100% okay. And, you know, if, if, say Budweiser is your favorite beer. And I like Budweiser. So, you know, just don't have 20 of them. Maybe have three or four and then switch to something different. Or, you know, or say if you're wine. I don't know the calories on wine or what the macros of wine looks like. But, you know, don't overindulge. Same with the food. Like, if you're committed to what you're doing in the gym and with your diet, same with the food. Don't overindulge in the alcohol. What else you got for us, Megan? I mean, those are pretty much the main points. That was that was the gist okay. of it. So, hey, holidays, family, moderation. Yeah. Pretty simple. Pretty much. And uh, don't be afraid simple. to say no. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier said than done. I will go ahead and throw that out there because I'm sitting here thinking about it and I'm like, oh, man, but I want pie and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's okay. Like you said, moderation. I'll have pie for Thanksgiving because we're seeing your grandma and I'll have cookies for Or Christmas. have a small, smaller, like half slice of pie and pick the smallest cookie. I'm always one. a fan of a no, small slice of pie. I don't, I don't want that. anybody else's cookies. That's <laughs> but no, that's a, no. Like I said, all of the questions that you brought up, for this, like I said, it can be answered with everything is fine in moderation and portion control. Yep. And just staying dedicated and, you know, I feel like the word I say more often than not is probably discipline. And I want to get a counter up at some point to how many times I have said that word because it's <laughs> going to go up a lot. Because that is the yeah. biggest thing within this whole lifestyle change is staying disciplined. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you are doing what you need to do, even when it comes to the holidays, saying no to family controlling your you know your, your indulgences and not overindulging in any specific thing because mm-hmm. any you know even if it's a healthy thing too much of a healthy thing can be a bad thing yeah you can actually die from drinking too much water yeah which is weird because we're like 75 percent water so you basically drowned <laughs> You're, yeah it's, it's weird side note sorry yeah. anyways <laughs> on a final note then everybody so holidays moderation is key don't be afraid to say no and uh worst case scenario you fall off the wagon a little bit and you just you know start your week fresh go at it again wake up the next day and get back on the horse and just keep on riding no shame yep so thank you for tuning in if you've actually listened this long to the third episode of legion lifestyle hopefully social media and everything email all that will be set up if you have any questions feel free to ask ask away social media uh like comment subscribe whatever podcast things work 
And uh, any final any final thoughts from you sponsor guys? Sponsor the podcast. Yeah, sponsor the podcast. Give us money to do more. Christmas, sponsor our podcast. Yes, holidays, gimme things. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. I hope everyone has a beautiful time. We'll see you next week. See you Have guys. Good night.